out at this wonderful family. I am filled with so much pride. The great Dom Toretto. If you never would have gotten behind that wheel, I'd never be the man I am today. And now, I am the man who's going to break your family. Piece by piece. The pool scene boys went to the movies. We got fast. We got furious. We got X. Now solve for X. I'll give you the answer. X is that this is the spoiler cast for Fast X, the latest installment of the Fast and Furious saga. Specifically, Fast X is the first part of the three-part finale. That's confirmed, right? That there is... Vin said there was only going to be two, but now there's going to be three. What do you do with that sandwich? This is the Pool Scene Podcast. I have no idea what vehicle I'm driving. Driving a Dodge Neon, presumably. That was my first car. I'm joined by Jim. Hey now, driving my Nissan Skyline in tribute to Brian O'Connor. Who? Exactly. We're family here. That was it's just another thing. Be familiar. This is, I think, what, the fourth time that we're covering a movie that's still in theaters. Yes, this will be the fourth. So obviously we're going to be discussing the plot and the film in detail. If you would like this film to not be spoiled or you want to wait and resume this episode after you've watched the movie in theaters, now would be a great time to stop. Warning. Warning. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. You are about to be inundated with spoilers. Be warned. Be safe. This is your final warning. Spoiler alert. Fast X is the eighth most expensive film ever made. Blows my mind, but after seeing it, I get it. Jim, we're recording this Wednesday, May 24th. The movie has now been out, what, six days? Six, yep. How much money has Fast X raked in so far? So it came out, yeah, almost six days ago on the 19th of May to a $340 million budget. And as of today, it's made $349 million. So it's at least met its budget. Well, Straight. with the marketing, they probably need yeah. another 50 to 100 million, but it'll, so. it'll get there. There were what, maybe eight, 10 people. We saw a matinee. Three, yeah, we saw it three in the afternoon. PM matinee. Yeah, there were a couple people in there. I dumped popcorn all over the place. You did. You were <laughs> getting ready mess. to yell at somebody for why. It sounded like they were like live streaming sports. I don't care if it's during the seven hours of commercials or whatever before they even start the credits, which is so fucking infuriating. Phone's fucking off, people. I'm hearing shit going on. So you would like set the popcorn, which, okay. So why don't we tell people the only reason, because you hate popcorn in the movie. Fucking hate popcorn. So the only reason you had popcorn is because you bought a commemorative yes fast x toolbox popcorn bucket exclusive to cinemark exclusive to cinemark yeah the it's AM- metal amc had a, a dodge charger you yeah popcorn in for 50 for 50 dollars. so for half as much i got the toolbox so jim not a big popcorn fan but you get up to to shout at someone for streaming live sports on their phone and when you sat back down you sat on the popcorn Dumped and it. i spilled half of it that was like 20 bucks worth of popcorn yeah 
But I did group it all into a pile for them to clean up. Thanks. So I mean, was at nice. least there is that. Fast X was directed by Louis Leterrier, who previously directed Transporter 2, 2008's The Incredible Hulk, among a few other movies. But if you remember the odd social media videos, Justin Lin was originally in the director's seat before walking off set in an outburst and then formally resigning, citing creative differences. The man who made the franchise what it is today. He's directed what half of them, maybe half of them, maybe even a little bit more. The tagline on the poster: "The end of the road begins." Not boys to men. Not boys to men. The bummer for me is that the next one is scheduled for 2025. <sighs> We've seen other franchises with multi-part finales release films every other year, but then when they get to the finale, they just release them in consecutive years. So in my like, if I had it my way, once ten came out, it should have been ten. 11, 12, and back-to-back years. I would agree with that. Vin, it, Vin is going to be 75 years old by well, the time this goes in down. In the first movie, he was playing a 24-year-old. He was 34 playing a 24-year-old. And now, 23 years later, he would be in his four, early 40s, <laughs> which you're in your early 40s. I am. You look nothing like Vin Diesel. No, and Vin in real life is approaching 60. Yeah, playing in early 40s, but whatever. We're family. Whatever, we give up. All right, let's, uh, we're going to, again... We're going to spoil the plot. Jim, I need your help with this. I did the best I could. We went to, to dinner after uh, after we saw it so we could get our wits about us. We did our family tradition. We saw our first spoiler cast, which was F9 two years ago at the same B-dubs. Uh-huh. So we did family tradition. That's he, how we did it. Yes. So plot. Dom and his team, Dom Toretto, that is, and his team are asked to assist with a mission in Rome, which Roman wants to lead. Now, if you haven't seen the other nine Fast and Furious movies. I can't help you there. I'm not going. I'm not giving you the pass. The lore is too deep. It's way too deep. It's gotten fucking crazy. I get it. At some point, they were just street racers. Now they're mercenaries. Well, it was like, I believe, the first three movies were street racing movies. Then it became heist movies. Then became spy movies. Yes. This, don't know what the fuck it is. This is like NCIS if they drove fast cars. Instead of just throwing shit at a wall and go, use it, use it, use it. So Dom and Letty stay behind with their son while Rome and the rest of the team go to Rome. Roman, Rome. I don't know. I get it. Yeah. While at their home, Dom and Letty, that is, and their son, the mega villain from the last couple movies, Cypher, shows up at the Toretto slash Ortiz slash Marco's household. At somebody's house. Uh, Because we don't know if, did Letty take Dom's last name? Is she Letty Toretto now? Well, like I said, I thought she was Lettuce. Is she Lettuce Toretto now? I love Lettuce Toretto. (laughs) You know what they have? (laughs) You know where you can get Lettuce Toretto? Where? Fucking Toretto. Toretto's Deli. Where is the Where deli? Where is it? Bring Question it back. Mark. Justice for the deli. I also love that Toretto's house. That shit's been fucking blown up. You think oh, yeah. anybody in the neighborhood would want them to rebuild it and move back in? Like, look. No way. Our neighbor's house keeps getting blown up. They have constant barbecues. Gunfire. They've got all these loud cars coming in and out. <sighs> so Dom wants to kill Cypher on the spot. Like, basically, he's like, I've waited. I can't. Well, rightfully so. He killed the mother of his child. Yeah. She killed the mother of his child. child. Exactly. So she tells him they have a common enemy. So 10 years ago, Dom took down Hernan Reyes in Rio. That was Fast Five. The best. The best Fast movie. So like, it's sad. A spoiler to a spoiler right now is that neither one of us were really too enthralled with this one. Later on in this episode, we will give you our updated rankings where we're going to put Fast 10 in the 10 movies thus far. from a strategy perspective, 
perspective, you take Fast Five, the best movie in the franchise, and then you base this movie around five. It's great. Good. You know, We're great a good idea, but it just, it did not. The wheels went we'll get off into it. quick. So 10 years ago, Dom took down Hernan Reyes in Rio. It turns out Reyes had a son named Dante who wants to make what I will call the family. So Dom and all of his associates are all referred to as the family. He wants to make them suffer for what they did. Basically, they aided in the capture of his father, but it was actually Hobbs. They put the final shot. Who put the bullets in, um, in Reyes. So Dante has stolen tech from Cypher to use to his advantage. Dom and Letty quickly realize the whole Rome mission is a setup. So Dante is going to blow up the Vatican. He thinks he's going to kill some of the family in, Kevin, in the process. With a yes. neutron bomb mine. Yes. So we obviously get the huge action sequence with Dom sort of saving the day, but yeah. then the whole thing gets pinned on the family and they become the most wanted criminals in the world. Again. While Letty is captured and taken to a secret prison. Black, what is it called? Black. I know it's black, like black water. Yeah, bl- something. Yeah. It sounds like Arkham Asylum. It's basically. like she's basically going to be in there with Killer Croc and Mr. Freeze. This probably won't be the last Batman reference we have about this no, movie. This either. movie had a lot of uh, weird. This movie felt kind of like a, a bad Batman movie. The director is a big Batman fan. <laughs> yes. In Los Angeles, Dom's brother Jacob rescues Mia, Dom's sister, and Little B, who's Brian. Brian Toronto. The son of Dom with Elena his from Fast baby Five. Mama from Five. Jacob takes Little B with him to go to Dom's secret rendezvous spot in Portugal. Mia, we don't fucking know. She's just fine. She fucked off somewhere. Mr. Nobody, you'll remember from the previous movies, he has a daughter who tells Dom where to find Dante. She also assists with freeing Letty from prison, but Letty has to escape alongside Cypher. Dom confronts Dante. They agree to a race. In Brazil! But Dante blows up the other racers. One of the racers that blows up is is the sister of Dom's dead baby mama, Elena. Elena. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what a twisted web we weave. Everybody's related. Fucking hell. In Fast and Furious, there's no character we can meet that's not somebody. Like, it's like Jessica Fletcher for Murder, She Wrote. She knows everybody and death follows yes. her. It's like in True Blood, when you meet a character, they can't just be a human. They have to be a, hi, I'm a butterfly, I'm werewolf. I'm a panther. Yeah. And uh, in this movie, if you meet someone, they're somehow related to someone from a previous movie. Yeah. The rest of Dom's team enlists the help of Deckard Shaw. Dom plays into a trap set by Dante because basically they have all these like (sighs) Elena's sister has all of her old police files. You okay. Real quick divergence. Fast five. Elena works with Hobbs for the diplomatic security. Everyone there is a dirty cop. So you would think that the DSS, which is a U.S. governmental agency, would be like, hey, take these files back. There's a lot of secret shit in there. No, she just leaves them in her fucking bedroom. So her sister has all these files, gives them to Dom. They realize, because obviously, Dante is living and operating the old abandoned police station that they stole the vault from in Rio in part five. So when Dom goes, he plays right into Dante's trap. Very Joker. Dom is arrested by Mr. Nobody's replacement, Ames, who... Thad Castle! He, like, he takes over for Mr. Nobody, and he just has it out for these guys. And, like... 
Mr. Nobody's daughter, she's trying to be like, they're the good guys. They've, they've done, saved our asses. They've saved our asses. And he's like, nope, they need off the streets. So Ames apprehends Dom. But when they're traveling in the armored agency vehicles, Dante attacks the vehicles. Ames now like changes his tune and he's like, Dante, I believe you now. Full or, baby face or, I'm sorry, Dom, I believe you now. Yeah. I, I get it. There is a, a bad guy. The good guys defeat the bad guys until there's a standoff between Dom and Dante. But on the bridge in which his dad died. Yes, exactly. But right when, uh, you know, Dom's got Dante at odds, Dante has a sniper that starts taking shots at them. Dante takes the God's eye from Mr. Nobody's daughter, Tess, and he can now locate Dom's son in Portugal with Jacob. All the main characters are in route. So basically you've got Roman, Tej, Ramsey, Ramsey and Han and Han in a plane heading towards the, the rendezvous. You've got Dom, Jacob and little B are already there. They're there hiding out, hiding out. So we get this big chase scene again. Everything's a trap. So basically Dante is, is like he's John Doe from seven. He's always one step ahead. Yeah. Everything that you do, it's because he wants you to do basically in this chase scene, big chase scene, Dante is able to capture a little B Jacob sacrifices himself, <laughs> pre- presumably dead. We don't know anymore. He says his goodbyes. He blows himself up to save Dom with we, his souped up weird car that shoots missiles or whatever. Presume him to be dead. It's like, it's like cannon twisted metal. It's what it looks looks like yeah. yeah yeah so but we never see the body and the no. thing about i mean even when we do see the body in oh. fast and furious no one's really ever dead no, we'll go into that more later yes dom after jacob sacrifices himself dom manages to rescue it'll be in dramatic fashion very very dramatic fashion but again wouldn't you know the whole chasing was another trap set by dante ames mr nobody's replacement is working with dante turns heel back on him triple he does, flip. because they're going so basically Dom is racing to get to this point where Ames has landed a aircraft carrier so they can escape. But then like he shoots down that same aircraft, which we actually never see Tej and Roman and Ramsey and Han again after Ames shoots down their plane. Yeah. We don't know what happens. They should be dead. Should be. But again, don't see the body. Fast 10 part two takes place in heaven. <laughs> That's where they get Brian back. Yes. Well, <laughs> at some point they have to do it, right? Fuck. So basically Dom is on the bridge. It looks a lot like the Hoover Dam, but it's the Portuguese Hoover Dam. They've got these remote control, maximum overdrive semi trucks. Then they're going to like smash Dom from both sides. He drives his car over the side of the dam with his son in the car. Down the dam. Down the the dam riding it into the water hits they, the nos they swim they swim out which wouldn't the nos explode when it catches on fire <sighs> i don't know but they swim out him and little B kind of get to the shore. They look back. They see basically the dam has, has been mostly destroyed already it's been compromised. But at this point, Dante's like, all right, it's over. And he, it looks like he detonates a thermonuclear bomb. Yeah. He basically says you're dead to You're dead. And he, he detonates his bomb. We don't see Dom and, and little B again. Then at this scene, we cut to Letty and Cypher who are rescued in Antarctica because that's where it's revealed. The prison is. Yeah. By Giselle, who is still alive. Who supposedly died at the end of Fast and Furious 6. Yes. She was saving Han and she jumped off the car that was attached to a plane. So that's, these are the last characters we see. Because during the detonation, we don't see Dom and Little B again. We don't see the people shot down in the plane. The last people we see are Letty and Cypher rescued by Giselle. Giselle in a submarine. 
And then we go to credits. And in a mid credit scene, we see Hobbs return because he is also a target of Dante. Dante calls him. Since Hobbs is the one who put the bullets in Dante's dad, Dante calls him to basically say, you're going to suffer. And Hobbs does have a daughter. Yes. Yes. So, all right, let's uh, get to the cast. Vin Diesel as Dominic Dom Toretto. Michelle Rodriguez as Letty Ortiz. Tyrese Gibson as Roman Pierce. Ludacris as Tej Parker. John Cena as Jacob Toretto, probably the LVP of this movie. Yeah. Natalie Emanuel as Ramsey. Jordana Brewster as Mia. Sung Kang as Han Lu. Scott Eastwood as Little Nobody. Daniela Melchior as Isabella Neves. I was calling her Narcos. I don't know. Yeah, I think you were calling her Narcos. It's uh, Elena's sister. Okay. Alan Richson as Ames. He's Thad Castle. I'm just going to call him Blue Mountain State. Thad Castle as Ames. Helen Mirren as Queenie. Queenie Shaw. Deckard Shaw's mom. Who else do we have? Brie Larson as Tess, the daughter daughter of Mr. Nobody. She's pretty good in this. She's really good. Rita Moreno as Abelita Toretto, the grandmother of Dom, Jacob, and Mia. Which is cool. We got that at least. So the story of that, again, I was telling you before the movie, is that Rita Moreno's grandson met, I almost called him Dom Toretto. He basically is Dom Toretto. He should just get a fucking uh, thing done saying he's Dom Toretto. Rita Moreno's grandson met Vin Diesel at a movie premiere and basically he was like, oh, I'm such a big fan. Like, you should put my grandma on a movie. And Vin Diesel was just like, okay. I will. And so Rita Moreno's in the movie. Let's go for a ride. Uh, Jason Statham as Deckard Shaw. Jason Momoa as Dante Reyes. Sure to be a uh, polarizing character. Might be one of the most, uh, how can I put this? One of the most standout, outlandish, flamboyant, flamboyant characters in the past 30 years of cinema. Charlie Sterone as Cypher. Joaquim D. Almeida as Hernan Reyes. It looks, dude, after 10 years, dude, still looks good he aged well and then we get some flashbacks like showing paul walker as brian o'connor pretty much all we got Pete davidson unfortunately shows uh, up fuck off wow uh debbie ryan is in this movie which she's a disney star from the show jesse oh i've never so heard of her a, she was along with someone as a couple in the airport gal gadot and dwayne johnson replies their roles okay so it looks like gal gadot actually did film that scene okay because you even said it looks like these superimposed yeah, Kind of looks like archive footage. Jim, does anyone... I mean, we've done this. Ah. God. You just watched all of them. Well, most of them, not every well, single one. Except three and eight. I just except ran out of time. Eight. So watching all of them, does anyone like step up in this one that didn't over previous? Because like in this movie, I will say Tej, Roman, Han, Ramsey kind of get reduced to background players. They're not really too much in this. The four of them are made useless. Roman's character just annihilatedly just killed yeah. any type of momentum. You can make him the jokey guy, which is great. You need that in this franchise him and Ludacris play great together it's great to be the jokey guy if you're already the jokey guy but he's a they made him a fucking idiot like an imbecile like they pinned everything on him I would say and this is rough I love Queenie Shaw and for the very short amount of time she was in there it stuck out to me Brie Larson did really well stepping into that role but when it comes to the main cast fucking me is pointless Ramsey's pointless why do they change Ramsey's hair in every movie I don't why I don't know why Ludacris went back to the cornrows which I'm like pretty cool but there's a lot of like why did we need to go there with this I never thought as a huge fast guy as much as you guys know out there that I would go into this movie because now 
we have 10 movies and we'll talk about it later where you can separate the five into an A and a B tier. And I'm like, this movie's gonna be fucking awesome. I loved F9 because it was this the right yeah. amount of the silliness and camp. The they go to pop, space. A popcorn movie, but still like enjoyable enough. Yeah, they go to space in a Fiero. I'm yeah, like, oh, this is great. Only a popcorn movie. This movie went places and I don't know if Lynn wrote any of this or Leterrier was just like, I got to, I got to have this. I got to have people like Campy. It was horrible. It like it. <laughs> John Cena. What became a Jacob Toretto who played? Well, we'll get in that a little bit. Sorry, later. I'm getting so really. We'll get, I'm yeah. a little upset. I apologize. I would say Jason Statham. You I know, love he Deckard nails Shaw. His Deckard Shaw and great um, name. Free Larson is great as you know, as being a new character is great. I'm glad they fixed Charlize Theron's hair. She looks like she went from having a crazy weird, like dread cut and then the worst bowl cut. And now she has more of a normal haircut. She looks way better. She looked really damn good. Um, all right. Well, without spoiling too much, too much more until our, our later segments, let's move into best scenes. I'll go first. (laughs) recency bias aside okay the strangest scene not only in a fast and furious movie or not only in a fast and furious but like in in cinema in cinema flamboyant serial killer dante painting the nails of two corpses who he has their mouths taped open, their eyes taped open, a fly lands on his eyes. He's talking to him. So Dante, when he goes to cipher to, he wants to steal her tech and he tells her like, we both want Dom Toretto dead. He basically has all of her security turn on her because he has kidnapped all of their families. And throughout the movie, we find out like he's been in jail. He's been in mental institutions, like whatever. The guy's almost like a Batman villain. He's like the Joker. Joker. He's literally the Joker. so there is a scene. So he steals her nerds because he can't operate the tech himself. So yeah. he needs her nerds. So the nerds go with him. And that's what he calls them. Yes. But basically after he uses them to operate the tech, I don't know if he's killed them or they've starved to death or what. There is a scene of him sitting outside on the veranda with the two nerds who are both corpses. Yeah. He's got like packing tape, taping open their eyes and they're decomposing corpses. He puts drinks in their hands. He got drinks in their hands. He's full uh, conversation. He's having full conversations and having like kind of talk with them. Yeah. He's painting their nails. I don't get, there was no gradual descend into madness. When this movie first started and we see, they refilmed scenes from five to put him in there next to his dad. Yeah. And right off the bat, he fucking looks awesome. If you're playing Jason Momoa with, type he's always played like a fucking badass yeah like he's a bad I mean, aquaman he's a badass he looks badass he's like a biker dude he's fucking in game of thrones he's a fucking badass he's but, cal drago but what like, the fuck is he in this i don't know what a, he is i would describe him as like a dennis rodman yes split personality almost yes. they definitely are implying that he is a queer character yeah but he is but maybe 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 they don't just, know they're just implying he is an absolute psycho but this scene with the painting the nails is just like what are we watching my thing is though it would have been better if he was psycho from moment one yes like if that opening scene when he's in the police station with his dad if he was like cackling like the joker or something yeah we've said this the throwaway line will go a long way now they did the mental hospital throwaway line way too deep into the movie if hernan would have said like he was talking to ames we find out later that ames was in the office with hernan if hernan would have said yeah i have my son he's kind of yeah he's gone but i mean he's family the craziest we see him is like 
he's laughing about the things he's doing. Yeah. So like, okay, he's like an anarchist. He thinks it's funny to be killing people or putting people at risk. But like the painting nails of corpses is like a whole other thing. Those scenes are a little, I'm sure there's people who brought their kids to see this movie. <laughs> that scene's a little bit like Silence of the Lambs. Like it's like unsettling. Like you've got taped open eyes of decomposing corpses. It's a weird scene for Fast and Furious. This movie goes all over the place. We have Rocket League in Rome. They do Rocket League with a neutron mine bomb. Yeah. But apparently, did they say it had like a 20 kiloton yield? Oh, yeah. That blows up by the Vatican and just slightly so, damages it. So uh, Dom's been chasing this bomb. The bomb's in the back of the truck that Ramsey and Taz are driving. Kevin, he has a Dodge Charger in Italy. That yeah, doesn't exist. So <laughs> Dom, well, that's what Dana, my wife, always asks about these movies. She's like, how did they get the cars there? Yeah. Because it's always like, hey, they're in Rio. They're in Rome. They're in wherever. He's got a Dodge. How does how did <laughs> Dom get his Dodge there? How do they have these cars? God. But yeah, so that scene, there's this bomb that everybody, all the family are making a joint effort to try and stop. Well, Dante suckered the four of them, Roman, Tej, Ramsey, and Han there. There was like a heist. Yeah. But they lure him into this truck and then they lock him in and then there is a rolling mine bomb. Yes. Which the, uh, and it's, yeah. it's heading straight for the Vatican. And that's where he wants to go. And Kill the Pope. So that's Dom what he wants to do. can't stop it. He's tried to crash into it. He's tried to do different things. But Dom, with something with that much momentum, if you bumped it, you'd probably push it off path. But no, it doesn't work that way. Roman also has a 24 karat gold Lamborghini. Yes. <laughs> Right. What the so fuck? Dom hits, he launches his car off a bridge into a crane, times it perfectly like foosball. Perfectly. Like foosball. Yep. And the whole crane spins like a baseball bat. And then the weighted concrete part. And then hits the, the <laughs> bomb. The bomb then goes into the water, the river, whatever it is there, and it then explodes. explodes underwater, which. Meanwhile, what makes it crazy is so Dom took the leap after he hit Nos over water hits the crane perfectly proceeds to smack the wall on the opposite yeah. side of the lake with like the wheels up in the air slid the wall down car is completely yeah. fine he's fine dom has the best tires and rims the, the fucking back wheels are blown out i mean i don't have it in my best scenes but dom drives a car in reverse out of an airplane lands on another car the the spinning of the wheels of his car caused the other cars to go flying and then somehow he just drives off he's fine. Granted, the car wasn't that high in the air, but somehow he hits the two cars that were in pursuit of Jacob and Little B perfectly to the point they jettison in midair. Yeah. Like, what is happening? I, just, his, I don't know how his tires and his rims, because if you bend a rim, you're fucked. But well, like, the thing is, when he's backing down the steps in Rome, he, the tires are blown out. They're shown blown, but somehow he's able to get more out of this yeah. car with blown tires. Fuck. I'll say a positive to say about this is think it was Tyrese. It might've been ludicrous in press had said this movie's returning to our roots. What roots? So I will say there is more street racing. driving and there is at least a street race in this movie. And the street race is between you'd think it was just would be just Dom and, and Dante, Dante straight up. But, but no. instead it's Isabel and Diogo who we remember Diogo from fast five, the Brazilian street racing guy yeah. who earned Dom's respect. Yes. So he's from five. And then Isabella was the sister of Elena, Elena Dom's baby mama so all four of them race and like immediately dante knows he's like sabotaged everyone he put mines under their so cars. basically as soon as they hit nos 
Hamas, they're going to explode. And he has to make a choice who he wants to save. Yeah. So the it's Yogo the or- Batman thing. It's the Dark Knight thing where yep. it's like decide who you want to save. So he's like, fuck Diogo. And he tries to save, but it's the fucked up thing is, is Dom saves Isabella. And he's like, I knew who you were as soon as I saw you. And it's like, uh, no, how? No, exactly. You didn't. No. God damn it. <laughs> There's so much in this movie that pisses me off. I went into this movie and like, I like the camp. I love the first movies and stuff for what they were. But like, as it started getting more like bond type movies or like superhero type movies, like I embrace the camp. I embrace like the popcorn of it. But like at some point, like the cow's got to come home. You got to like explain yourself. You've got to like tie things up. You can't just keep doing the crazy shit. Crazy shit's fun. Put all the crazy shit you want in nine and eight and seven. But like when you get to 10, 11, 12, the final movies, you got to get serious. And there's no serious in this one. I agree. We need to talk about how Jacob Toretto explain to me how a very good bad guy who is trying to kill Dom for Dom blaming him for the death of their own father. And at the end of nine, he gives him the 10 second card, the ode to Brian. And in this movie, he's just so beyond camp. Like he's just yeah. Uncle Jacob uh, in Little B's adventures. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in open discussion. God. Well, why don't we just go ahead and do that why don't we move to questions slash logic slash open discussion so yeah there you go so in the last movie jacob is like he's he's revealed as dom's brother he is like a fucking he's a black ops spy he's a black ops mercenary yeah he's a merc yeah who manages to like capture cypher and like he is like so deadly serious he's damn good and then in this one he becomes average john cena and everything he becomes earnest he's wearing a shirt that says, I have gas. Then he got at a gas station. They bought at a gas station. And like, he's, it's all jokes. He's dancing to Marky Mark. It's all camp. He is the comic relief. And it's like, it should never have been comic relief. I'm fine with comic relief. I'm fine with comedy, but like you can't imagine if Cypher who's been the big bad for a couple movies. Imagine if she just started making like, Hey guys, like I brought dad jokes. Or I brought something. hot dogs to the dinner. Yeah. Like started making dad jokes. It's so strange. And it didn't even happen gradually over time. Like if in, they don't ele- tell you how much time has passed like between nine if and 10 in 11. Like if they let him make a couple jokes in this movie and then in 11, he was a full blown jokester uncle. I'd say, okay, he's a funkle. I'll give you if it's a two year difference between nine and 10, but there is a lot of animosity. There was yes. a lifetime full of animosity between yes. Dom and Jacob. Now all of a sudden, Hey, little B, I'll protect you. I got him. Your dad called me. Let's go. So it's like, weird. come on, man. Okay. The biggest problem I have with this movie and it's just getting worse. The franchise has a Brian problem. It's a huge Brian O'Connor problem. So Brian in real life, Paul Walker died. So in the movies, instead of killing Brian, they wrote him off as though he, he retired. just retired. I don't want to do this anymore. Because uh, he's a father of two kids. That's another thing. Mia was pregnant with another kid. We don't even ever hear anything no. about both kids. So Brian just retired. Okay. Well, but Brian was a cop who lived for this shit. He was also an FBI agent. He yeah. was an FBI agent who like, like you said, he was the most heroic dude. He would never just like sit back and be like, I got to do the right thing for my kids. Yeah. Even though Dom would say, Brian, don't. And yes. He's like, no, I have to. Even if he did 
didn't. Even if he was like, I'm retired. I'm not yeah. doing this anymore. I'm staying out of it. Well, then how does that explain when Mia's around, but Brian isn't? Because like there's a scene with Mia playing video games with little B. Why wouldn't Brian be there? Well, I even mentioned it in nine. Are you telling me with everything going on in the world that Brian is just going to sit idly by and go, oh, watch the kids. I'm going to cook dinner. Yes. And Come then, on. And then that leads to one of the biggest logic issues in this movie, which is Dante gets God's eye, which is from, is it from nine? God's, or is it from eight? God's eye. Eight. Yes, it's from eight. This is CNN Breaking News. Pool Sceners editing Jim here. It was from Furious 7, not 8. We were very worked up about this movie. God's Eye started in Furious 7. This is CNN Breaking News. So God's eye is basically like you can track any person you want at any time, anywhere on earth. It's like, it's like a tracker. So Dante's whole plan is that he's going to anyone who's ever worked with Dom, he's going to make suffer. Yep. Anyone close to them. And who would be the first person, Kevin? Brian. Exactly. But he sends people for Mia and little B and Jacob saves them. Well, Jacob takes little B to go to Portugal, but why does, Mia then just get to go home <laughs> with Brian. Yeah. They would have to go and hide out. They would have to because Dante is going to come to kill Brian and Mia and they, their kids. They just can't continue to put off. Like I could see where if like they kill off Brian's character, they may think it's disrespectful to Paul Walker. But if you want to give a character credibility, we said this on our last spoiler cast. Let's cipher kill Brian. Yeah. What more credibility could you get than yeah. killing off one of the main characters of the franchise? Now, at this point, another logic issue. Do we think cipher has gone good or do we think she's going, it's only temporary because they shared a common and Enemy, and then Cypher is going to go back to being the big villain or do we think Dante is the guy from here on out? I don't know. Adding Giselle into this now, she had to have gotten a hold of Cypher. Yeah. So her and Cypher work together. I think Cypher's face now, I think she's made the turn. No, she's more of a tweener. Yeah. I should say more of a tweener. I don't think she's well, going to be a bad again. I could see them kill Dante in like 11 and then Cypher finish off as the overarching villain Or do 12. we dig real deep and we go back to the first one and there's some sort of Tran out there, like a Johnny Tran, I, I long lost brother. Go back to. I don't think you can at this point. Two movies left. I don't think you can introduce any more villains. Or do we have Owen Shaw come back out of Maybe. nowhere? I mean, but those have to be like side quests. I just think like either Cipher or Dante have to be the big villain. And if you introduce Dante in ten, just let Dante be the villain in ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah, let's and let him get weirder. Let him mutilate bodies. How much and, more weird can this get? It's I, almost to the point where it's embarrassing embarrassingly bad. I'm afraid personally for me, it's kind of been a law of diminishing returns for what this has made at the box office. Like furious seven made 1.5 and then fate ended up making, I wanted to say like 800, nine made 700. I really don't think this is going to hit 650. I you don't, I do. I don't just because you don't like it. People don't know that they don't like it till they see it. But I think nine was a lot better and it made only 750. Yeah. Well, I don't think this hits. Okay. This will not hit a billion dollars. I don't think it'll hit a billion. No. Maybe not, but it'll make money. And then uh, again, back to this Cena Jacob character, you know, in this movie, so Justin Lin walked out in the movie and he cited creative differences and you wonder which creative differences because I would love to hear. I from will him. say he did write, you know, the first script. I don't know if his script was changed. I don't know if Vin Diesel flexed his executive muscle or what it was. They retconned so many characters like they took Jacob as a serious character and turned him to a completely comedic character 
character. It, it's like the whole Star Wars thing. It's like yeah. they introduce Snoke in Force Awakens. They kill him in Last Jedi. And then in Rise of Skywalker, it's revealed he was just a puppet of the, the Emperor the whole time. It's like, so they built Snoke up as this big character. And then, and then he's nothing. fucking, it's a joke. Yeah. And that's basically what the Jacob thing is. It's like, well, they built Jacob up as this like mercenary, like Deckard Shaw level. Like, oh, yeah. Dude. And then they're just like, no, he's a fucking joke. He's a fucking fun uncle. It's like, why did they have to? Not only did they make him fun uncle, which is stupid. You killed him off. Yeah. I think he's done, done. Unless somehow they show a scene that when the car's in the air flipping upside down, he jumps out of the car and runs out of the bridge. I don't, I don't fucking know, know what this is. I really right. don't know. I mean, you can never trust that anyone's dead. So they have Cypher, who is the ultimate villain of the last couple of movies, who I figured going into this movie was going to do like something terroristic or kill Brian or something big to establish herself as the big bad for the rest of the movie. Initially, it seemed like we were going to go there at yes. the beginning when she started going into the story. Yeah, right. Right. Okay. She shows up at Dom's house and you're like, oh, this is a little interesting. She's at Dom's house. But then she's like, no, I got my ass kicked by this guy and I'm a good guy now. Ugh. And then she helps. She does fight Letty. So there still is some. But even that fight was insignificant. It yeah. was a waste fight because they can't do anything. No, they just got to get it out of their system. But then they work together. They retcon Giselle yep. because she was dead and now she's not. So this movie, they're an unreliable narrator. So our yeah. point of view is watching this movie is that. That no one's ever really dead. Anyone can come back at any time unless you see them. Like, unless they have a funeral for Jacob, he's probably coming back, you know? At this rate, I said this whole series has to end with Dominic Toretto dying. I don't know at this rate what's going to happen. I they don't. Can't, I, it, they're going to be happy ever after. I mean, I, I don't. What if at 11 you get real dark with Momo's character and he kills Little B? He should. Let's fucking have him kill Brian I, and Little B. I said again, this series is so afraid to take big swings and actually do anything that has real consequences yeah. and do anything that makes the stakes higher because like you kill a character you kill him off camera in case you need to bring him back kill Brian there's no bigger stakes than that like and you, it solves your problem and like you said earlier if you think they would be what would Paul think of his character I'm telling you right now what would Paul Walker would think of Brian O'Connor at being like this Well, it's in complete contradiction of what the character was it is the biggest glaring hole it is such a problem that they just like let you believe you know Brian is just at home staying out of it he would never stay out of it that's he, so frustrating and even if he did he would still be there with his wife when to come see his nephew call me crazy wouldn't it have been more interesting and granted I know you can't do it everybody believe me I know but at the beginning when Jacob shows up to kick everybody's ass to help Mia like initially when you see the guy get thrown against a wall I'm like is that Brian yeah doing that and they show it off screen wouldn't it not be brian and jacob coming in brian. there kicking ass it should be brian brian yeah. should have been there playing yeah with his wife playing video games with his nephew at this rate i don't care if you use uh, his twin brother and don't even put his face over it just say it's brian here's another problem don't care if Mia's there playing with her nephew does he not want to know his cousins you would think he'd want to well i mean they not, have his, two not kids. his blood cousin well i guess it would be his cousins because yeah. it's dom's dom's sister brian but, and Mia have two kids yes 
that they don't mention. No. At all. He should be there playing video games with his cousins. Yeah. They have a Brian problem. They have to fix it. Here's the problem, and I don't care anymore. The way this movie was presented and portrayed and written, whatever. I don't care if Cody Walker wants to do it, if his other brother wants to do it. They both basically look like Paul. Just say they're Brian at yeah. this rate. Just yeah. say there's Brian. Right. Say he got in an accident, something happened. That's Brian. Fine. Then we have Brian. I mean, bring in Ving Rames to be Brian at this point. Just fix Brian. I don't give a fuck if it's Tom Jones yeah. playing Brian O'Connor. Give me something. <laughs> fix it. Do it. Come fix on. It, please. God damn it. All right, Jim. So we have not painted a great picture on this one. I'd watched again. I'm going. I'm going. I to. mean, uh, yeah, I'm going to. But where does this rank for you in the Fast Saga? Okay. So, like I said earlier, now we have ten movies. So my A tier, one through five. Fast Five, The Fast and the Furious, which is the first one. Furious Seven, Fast and Furious Six, and then Too Fast, Too Furious is elevated up. Now it's in the A tier. Top of the B tier, Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, because Tokyo Drift is the most significant movie in the Fast franchise by far. And it's also a ton of fun. It's because a great it, movie. It's it a no side longer, story. It didn't have, yeah, it's a side story. It didn't have the pressure. It's just a, a good movie. It was a throwaway. I think it was literally going to be called Tokyo Drift. Yeah. Not with Fast and Furious. Let's see if this has any staying power yep. with the name. It worked. Then F9, the Fast Saga. Fast and Furious, which is the fourth. Here we go, guys. The last time I did this, for the F9 spoiler cast, Fate of the Furious was the worst movie. Coming in at number nine, Fate of the Furious, then Fast 10 Part 1. I think this is the worst of the franchise. And we've had friend like Eric Lewis said he saw it. He's like, it's a dumb fucking movie. And it is a dumb fucking movie, but he thinks it's a dumb fucking fun Fast and Furious movie. I feel somewhat insulted as a big Fast and Furious fan I, that we were given this shit. I made that point. I said, if you just brought along a friend who wasn't really like, eh, I saw those movies once, like, or whatever. He took Shane and yeah. Shane has only seen the first one. He hated it. Yeah. So, like, I would say if you brought along a friend who hadn't really saw it, they might be like, yeah, it's kind of fun. Like, it's a popcorn movie. Yeah. But, like, for people who follow the story across... Invested in the lore. 10 movies plus a spinoff movie. 11 movies, 22 years. 22 years, 11 movies. Someone follows the lore, knows the stories. And technically, two short movies, too. Yeah. It's kind of insulting. It's kind of insulting to be like... And, I mean, I guess let it play out, see where it goes. But the thing is, even if this Dante character turns into the big bad and, and has like real stakes, well, it doesn't make this movie better. No. I mean, it just feels like a filler or setup to the next movies. And that's almost why it's very disappointing to know that there's going to be two more movies and not one. And it may be four years before we get to that final movie, because is the next one going to be more just set up? You know what I mean? Because like this one does end on a cliffhanger. So the next movie has to start with the the damn what happened to the four who crashed on uh, on the airline yeah what happens to the dam? How do Dom and little B get out? Like it is, it is truly like a same bat time, same bat channel, which as we said, there are a lot of Batman shit in this movie. Tons. When Hobbs is in the house and he's just seeing all these images and he answers a cell phone that's sitting there. When Dom goes into the police station and sees like, this is your life. 
Very Joker. Very Joker. And then. Um, and even there are times, and I even thought of it when Dante was talking. I'm like, I have like the inkling in the sound of a Heath Ledger yes. Joker voice. He, it's a Batman movie. And then even, yeah. even like some of the gadgets and tricks are Batman like because there's like uh, when grappling hooks, grappling again. Hook, Jacob flying that fucking canoe out of an airplane. <laughs> what the fuck? Jacob and Little B. I was like, why does he have a canoe? on the top of his mustache. Yeah, and then it turns out it's like some sort of vinyl winged canoe. Batwing. Batwing uh, canoe. Yeah. And like, there's just a lot in this movie that's like, this kind of feels like a bad Batman movie. Yeah. And the thing is though, I hate this because I'm so looking forward to this movie. I'm like, this is going to be fucking awesome. I'm so excited. It's not going to suck. Nothing could be worse than Fate of the Furious. I was wrong and I'm disappointed that I was wrong. It kind of makes me question everything i'm you know worried what I mean? like it kind of because like i like nine yeah so do i i just rewatched nine nine's not that great but it's and better it's like, than this it's better than this but it almost like when you start looking back you're like well five is the pinnacle five's as good as it gets and then is it sort of been all downhill like literally paul walker dying as yeah. almost kind of no offense yes. put the nail in the coffin right here. because like nine is okay but it's sandwiched in between two turds like you got turd bread and then it's a shit sandwich it's just a shit sandwich but the shit's the bread because eight and ten are the two worst movies in the franchise and the thing that frustrates me and, and i wouldn't put nine up there that high no like, i mean i didn't i put it at seven but even at the end of nine we're going to have a brian o'connor problem until it's head on addressed fix it yeah but at the end of nine right before the credits roll if you don't have him showing up at the house for dinner you're better off than where you are now because you've addressed that he's still fully alive in this universe. I have so many problems with Brian because like any by far Brian was the best character yeah. in this entire franchise. Because if they get to 12 and they just happy ever after and then they're like for hey, Brian and they show him and they do show his brother with his face hyper. Yeah, that's not good enough. And you go, where the fuck were you the whole where time? Where have you been? You Can lazy meet your bastard. Kids? Can your kids meet you? their cousin like they have to fix it they have to kill him or bring him back as a main character yeah and but again if they decide okay this is gonna get to the point where brian has to insert himself into 12 and you make him a main character again but that means we have to wait for two more movies then what are you gonna do yeah God. like what do you it's just the whole premise of dante is i'm gonna kill everybody that's ever been associated with dominic except Toretto. for brian except for brian except for brian and Mia. So are you going to do something dumb where all of a sudden Brian's a main bad guy? <laughs> like you use some sort of Brian. Think about that though. What if they did something like We've that? We've had Letty with amnesia and we had evil we Dom. Had evil Dom and what? Seven, eight. eight that eight, was fate. Eight. Yeah. What if they did that and they made Brian the overarching evil antagonist? It'd be worse. And they have to kill Brian. That'd be worse. <laughs> Mia kills Brian. <laughs> That'd be the only thing worse than just ignoring that he exists. I would hope if that would happen in like Fast 12, that that movie would make minus $8. If Brian wasn't married to Mia, he could have rode off in his sunset. Yeah, he could have. But Mia's still there. 
Yeah. Why isn't Brian? That's the problem is uh, because like he's still so close yet so far away. If Brian wasn't married to Mia and they didn't have kids, Brian just says, I'm getting out of the business and he just disappears. Perfect. Yeah. Why not? We don't have to see him ever again. It's, yeah. you know, whatever. But the fact that he's married to a character that they throw in our faces all the time, because realistically they shouldn't show Mia either. No. Brian and Mia and their kids. They went are, off into the sunset. They went off in the sunset and they're in hiding. But it's still overarching thing with Dante and his maniacal fucking mind is I have to kill everybody that Dom has ever touched. He has God's eye. You know where Brian is. Yeah. You know where B is. Yes. You know where their two kids are. Let's get crazy. Just start fucking killing members of the family. Yes. We yes. need to get nuts here. There needs to be higher stakes for Dom. Even higher. Like, Letty's died. Come back. Dom's been evil. Comes back. You need to give some sort of risk. Well, you know, something's got to happen that's so big that shakes Dom to his I, core. If they killed, because we we debated this last time we had a spoiler cast, we debated who they could realistically kill. And like the plane with, I mean, it's like almost like, did they diminish Roman, Tej, Ramsey, and Han so that they could kill them? But I'm going to tell, I'm spoiler, spoiler for the next spoiler cast. Yeah. They're not dead because there's no way they're Dead. Han's gonna reunite with Giselle. Han ate a hallucinogenic brownie. Oh my god! From Pete a Davidson, a muffin. Uh, he ate a hallucinogenic muffin. Roman, who they've made absolutely stupid, was a voice of reason saying, "Don't eat that. Don't eat oh. it." Han, the smartest character throughout this entire franchise, you have him eat in a hallucinogenic brownie. Well, to set up the whole thing, they apparently share a joint banking account because what? they're watching in real time. They're watching the money count down and get depleted in their bank account, and then turns out Roman. Roman is not broke. He's the only one that's not broke. But he keeps stacks of money. He has like fifty thousand dollars attached to himself, and then he doesn't want to spend. It. He wants receipts, and then and yeah, and then Han eats. And here's another thing that just popped on my mind. So they reunite with Dex Shaw. They said in Ramsey, who I love Ramsey. They made her insignificant. She's like, uh oh, they're coming after, going after Queenie, and he starts fucking arming himself up and he's like was that like a McLaren or whatever yeah. and he gets in and he's like go get him I would thought they were gonna hop in his cars yes. and go with I him I he's going with him so he's just gone he's fucking no, gone. gone then I'm thinking okay we have to have Owen Shaw back he's alive we gotta have Sean from Tokyo back we have to bring them all in so again I will reserve judgment for the franchise as a whole but regardless of what they do in the next sequel it still doesn't redeem this one. I am worried that they are going to destroy a franchise that I fucking have put 22 years into that I have loved yeah. from moment one and they're going to wreck it in these final three movies. I just, it's like, okay, if something's two parts as a whole, if you're like, okay, it was a good story. They got to the end. They wrapped it all up. It was nice, but it's also possible that part one on its own is bad. It's like episode one of Star Wars. Yeah. It makes me think like the next movie could be awesome. Could be like the prisoner of Azkaban because it was set up by this one. This one set the next one up to be this great movie. It doesn't make this movie better. No, this movie on its own as a standalone movie Ugh. is not very good to me. Yeah. In my opinion, but pool seeners, let us know what you think uh, when hopefully you didn't listen to this without seeing it. Jim, anything else you want to add about? I hope for the best, but I'm preparing for so the worst. Another thing. Who was the guy in Deckard Shaw's punching bag? They never answered that. That he, was in the post credit scene in nine In nine. He's just beating the shit. He's out of torturing somebody. some guy. And then he gets out of the bag and he's in his underwear and just he's just some, weird. Yeah. 
it's just some rando. Yeah, it's just some random dude in his underwear who it, runs away. It makes me think that the director just thinks that's funny. Yeah. Well, okay. So here's a concerning thing too for us is that Louis Leterrier is already signed on to return for the next one. Uh, but if they're making twelve, hopefully Justin Lin and comes Justin back. Lin, please come back. If The Rock could come back and put his beef aside with Vin, yeah, then Justin Lin can return and and do the right thing and finish this whole thing out and bring Roman Reigns with him from Hobbs and Shaw. I, I actually expect to see Roman Reigns in this. Yeah, if I mean if it's a shared universe, yeah, why not? But then he'll probably be evil, or maybe he looks too much like Jason Momoa, or who knows. I just fear. All right, Kevin, real quickly in a very short where do you think 11's going to go like what do you think from where we left with here what do we think and we'll visit this again when we see this in two years and do the fast 10 part two spoiler cast so dom and little b they're gonna get the hand of god somebody's gonna come in and interview they're obviously not gonna die yeah they're gonna somebody's gonna intervene they're gonna be safe maybe somebody's gonna intervene they're gonna be safe okay tej ramsey han and roman are going to be alive oh it couldn't be hobbs because hobbs is in brazil never mind cypher letty and giselle Giselle. will eventually everybody's gonna reunite in the next one to assess but as far as so my question is like again is cypher truly i mean i guess for her face turn is that they still have a common enemy so here's my question i guess is do they finish the dante storyline in 11 and then cypher goes back to being the main villain in 12 or is cypher part of that they talked about making an all-female fast spinoff if cypher's on the team it makes sense but then Ramsey and Cypher on the same team are a little bit redundant. You know what I could technically see? Maybe we don't get this till 12, but literally a lineup of everybody. Yes. Like every single person I'm including, I'm going to assume Owen Shaw is a good guy. So we're going to have both the Shaws and maybe across the other line, you have Dante, you have, I can't remember if Braga survived from four, maybe a Tran or something like that. We have all the bad guys lined up against all the good guys. And somehow, some way we get Brian in here. We need fucking Brian O'Connor. I got to fix the Somehow, problem. some way Even if you kill him you gotta fix it i don't know if you could mention it in passing but you gotta do something here because you can't go 12 total movies and we don't know what happened to brian he's sitting in a retirement home or something come on god what a <sighs> what a what a mess that they made with brian they didn't have to it's so frustrating it could be so it's like watching wrestling yeah and it's the story is so lined up to be so easy and they fucking overcomplicated or they just ignore it i i think they didn't want to be disrespectful to paul walker but paul walker is the actor who plays brian the character of brian is separate you know and it's it's not paul yeah it's not paul like i get that you don't want to kill brian in a car accident yeah you know like because that would be like oh he's in a street racing accident he died that's that's touchy but if they were like have one of the brothers play in eight it should have been like one of the brothers was playing as Brian and Cypher killed him. At this rate, if Paul was still alive, you think he would let the Brian O'Connor character be this no, irrelevant? No. No. He'd be the main character alongside Don. Yes. Fuck. Oh, man. So disappointed. So we I, have never been this brutally disappointed 
from something we look forward to so well. I don't know. Well, Jim, anything else you want to mention? Like I said, I am hoping for the best, but I'm now prepared for the absolute worst in this franchise. I, honest, I think they're going to bounce back. I, I do. I think, hope. I do think it's my theory where they went all in on 10 to set up 11 as this great movie. But again, they almost sacrificed 10 for the sake of 11. But like, you still have to make 10 a good movie. And they didn't. But here's the problem. If this movie ends up making say 600 million, yeah. 650 on a 340 budget. Yeah. What is that going to leave you with to make 11? They're not going to give them 400 they million. They will. They'll you throw, think? Yeah, they'll they'll throw the money at them to finish this off. You know, maybe they'll be down for a couple of movies, but I think for the finale, everybody will come out. So the finale will make a billion, you know, the final movie. Well, we'll just wait and see. Next week, we're going to be covering a movie, I think, that did not make a billion dollars. I was waiting for you to say, next week, we're covering a movie. We're next week, we're, just, we're going to cover <laughs> a, movie. a movie film. Yeah, that makes more sense. All right. Well, we're disappointed, but we, we had our Coronas. I hope you had fun. We had some beverages, some food and uh, adios yeah. me familia. We'll see you next week. What you're saying? Viva la soy. <laughs> oh, yeah. La viva la soy. <laughs> Don't drop the soap, big homie. <laughs> I hope you know that when he gets out, he's going to kill your ass. <laughs> he ain't getting out. <laughs> I'll see you soon. You think he going to get out? He'll be out. No, for real, you think he getting out, though?